This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Went to Mode King's Meadow, the podcast that follows our fantastic Chelsea women's team. And we're here to preview our upcoming WSL match with Manchester United on Sunday the 26th of September, kicking off at 12.30pm UK time, live on BBC Two. And joining me for this one is my co-host Jane. Jane, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Dean. Glad you're back and I'm not on my own. Yeah, I had to leave you for a little while to, to steady the ship. Some technical problems, but all in all, okay. Yeah. Yep, other than that, it was all right. <laughs> yeah, I listened to the show very good. And on the show that day was our, not our guest, our new co-host, Dane Whittle. Uh, Dane has been a long-time supporter of us, uh, a good friend of mine, someone who I trust to bring a new dimension to, to what we do and help us cover the team uh, in more detail more often. So, Dane, welcome to the show. Welcome as a host for the first time. Awesome. How are you feeling? Yeah, good. Yeah, thanks. I like that build-up. That was I really appreciate it. You know, I was saying to you two off air the opportunity and the belief you two have in me is 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 really appreciated. And you know, I hope I can add something extra. That's why you've asked me on. I'm proud, excited, ready to go. Really looking forward to it. I I'm going to obviously dive into women's football even more. I I, I knew quite a lot anyway, but. It excites me now that I have a reason to to dive in even more and 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 try and up, update my uh, uh you know just my whole knowledge and and vision of the women's game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, James just started a new job. I've just had a new baby. Well, my wife has. I didn't do any of the work apart from nine months earlier. Um, <laughs> so things are a little bit difficult at the moment to balance. So bringing in a, a third host, I think, for the show is going to help us cover the team. Uh, in greater detail more often and keep up with some other podcasts that are going weekly now with their women's coverage. Uh, we was one of the first and we want to stay that way. Uh, later in the show, we'll be joined by Natalie from All for United WFC to bring us the opposition view. Uh, but let's get into it then. Uh, Chelsea have come through the international break pretty much unscathed. John Anderson's 
was picked up an illness. Erin uh, Cuppert was stretched off in the final moments of Scotland's win. Uh, she's likely to miss United, but should be okay in the long run. Uh, and Jean played for South Korea today, uh, so I don't think she's going to be ready this weekend either. But Dane, an opportunity for a couple of other players to perhaps make their mark, sort of Neve Charles and Jesse Fleming, maybe? Yeah, definitely Charles. Uh, it will be hard for Fleming. I think she is fourth choice. Uh, out of, out of obviously, the, the two choices in, in midfield, she's fourth at the moment. But with G missing, that will give her a great chance to uh, to, to come on, uh, hopefully uh, have a good half now in this game. Because I expect the Lulpoles to you know, obviously go straight in, in with Ingle. And I expect Charles to play at right wing back. So, But uh, yeah, again, with Fleming, you know, it's all a process as as Emma has, and hopefully we'll see her get more minutes and she'll become more comfortable. She said she's had the bedding in season, hasn't she? So, you know, we're all excited to see her after how amazing she was at the Olympics. Yeah, she's a player I think can play either in the 10 role with Penilla Harder or even in that double pivot with you know, Inglewood and Liverpool, as you said. Uh, Jane, that 4-0 win against Everton last time we saw Chelsea in action was the perfect response to that opening day defeat to Arsenal. Do you think this international break... Um, could have disrupted that rhythm. Are you concerned at all about us going back into such a big game on the back of an international break? Um, I do hate international break. Like, it's just annoying that it's always, when we start, like, going, it's like, oh, here, let's just throw another international break in. So I'm a bit like, oh, what could happen? Obviously, Erin was stretched off, so she won't... I'll be very shocked if she's back for Sunday. And you've got quite a few players that have played the two England games. They weren't really like intense games, but a lot of the players did play quite a bit of time. So I feel like they could still be tired from it and then it will affect our performance on Sunday. But I'm hoping overall that we will still be all right, like regardless of what the games have been like. Yeah, it's not just the games either, it's the travelling and being away from home. It all takes its toll on the players. Um, but hopefully they'll be ready come Sunday uh, Dane, we've played with three at the back in both of our games so far. Uh, the only real change was uh, Jess Carter moving from the right side into the centre position, and that seemed to work a lot better against Everton. Do you think we're going to continue that way or maybe switch back to the four? I think, yeah, we'll continue 3-4-3. Three, three. I thought uh, Carter was really impressive, really impressive in the last game when she when she went centrally because obviously in the Arsenal game she was she was more on the right and uh, she looks like one of the old sweepers those old traditional sweepers coming out of the uh, coming out of defence and you know moving forward with the ball and looking to play it left right or central she looked very comfortable in that in that position yeah we saw how how you know how Emma persisted with the uh, with the formation in Arsenal when Arsenal was stretching us quite a few times but she she stuck with it so I can only believe that she's going to stick with it and persist with it for, for the foreseeable future. The good thing about the four two three one is this team knows how to play it. So if we uh if we're ever in trouble or it's just not really going well then then Emma can revert back to that. But I think she's gonna stick three four three for now. Yeah, I have to say I agree. Um I did write a very nice piece about uh Thomas Tuchel's Chelsea men's team and Emma Hayes's Chelsea women's team mirroring the formations. Uh, which a website that I won't name has not published yet. So it's it's on our Patreon. So if you want to name them. Um, but um, yeah, maybe that will be out soon. Who knows? I don't, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> Jane, we saw the return of Kirby, Sam Kerr and Frank Kirby back against Everton. 
Uh, they both were subbed off after about an hour. Uh, they both played for their countries midweek. Do you think there's any concerns about their fitness going into what is your big game? Um, I've got no concerns over Sam and not really many over Fran, only that she obviously was picked up a knock or whatever it was, but then she did play recently. So I think they'll come back relatively okay. And because Sam was only over in, I think they played Northern Ireland, didn't they? Republic yeah, of Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Yeah, I think where Sam obviously didn't go back to Australia, I don't think it will affect her that much. So I'm hoping they'll be able to come back and play together on Sunday and be just their normal selves. Yeah, I think with Fran, she's a player that doesn't really need to train um, to be ready for a game at the weekend you need to manage. And I think England actually did that to their credit. Um, they didn't let her play in the first game. She didn't really need to either, did they, given who they were playing? Uh, Dane, obviously, early days in the league, we've already lost one game, which is the same number as last season. How vital is a positive result here against an unbeaten Manchester United? Yeah, yeah, obviously you could look at positive two ways. We could have a draw and it could be positive based on how the, uh, the match lays out, uh, or, or obviously, or, or a win. You know, I'm still I'm still quite relaxed. It's it's still so early in the season. As I said, a draw for me, obviously a minimum. I'm not even thinking of defeat. But seeing as it's so early on, you know, we've seen what this team can do, guided under Emma. Uh, it can go on an amazing unbeaten run. So I'm not too phased yet. And uh, if, it, if it's a draw, but I see positive signs and we, we see minutes uh, getting in, 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 in the women's legs that we, we need for the future. And when the games start piling up, then, you know, that will, that will give us positivity for the next game. Yeah, avoiding defeat is obviously vital. I don't think you'd actually 100% need to win, but it, it'd be nice to, that's for sure. Uh, Jane, before we go to our break and introduce Natalie um, for the opposition view, I just wanted to touch on the sort of behind the scenes going on with the coach travel to, to Manchester for this game. Uh, no away sections. You know, what's sort of going on with the supporters group? What's the reaction been to this lack of sort of care that the fans want to go to games. Yeah, it is annoying that Chelsea haven't even bothered to put on a coach. There was someone, like, I don't know who, had said that they've not put on a coach, basically, because they won't get the demand for it. But I feel like they actually, they will get demand for it. They And they won't know if they're not going to get demand if they don't put it on. And hats off to Mark from the Chelsea supporters group. He has worked so hard to finally be able to contact a coach company that have been able to give us a coach for the game just so that we can get there because it's not affordable for every, not everyone drives. So obviously not everyone can drive up to the game. And I feel like the club should do more. They would have put a coach on for the men's game. So why can't they do it for the women's? And the same goes for the tickets as well. They, they would do it for the men's game and it's just like the women's side of it just gets pushed aside and like forgotten about. Yeah, I mean, they, they also put on the Wolfsburg tickets and didn't tell no one. So that's just online for you to buy without them mentioning it. And like you yeah. said, you know, they're not going to know demand unless they, they do it once and try it. And it might actually convince people to say, yeah, I'll go to that game because there's a coach I can get up there. Easy I think we've got, I think it's around 25 people going on the coach. Yeah, I think there's Sunday. a few spaces, isn't there? So I don't know when this is being Yeah, there is still a, a few notice, spaces. But, but yeah, um, I actually wrote about that in our weekly newsletter, which is published on Substack. You can find the link to that in the description. Uh, that was my opinion piece this week. 
but we're going to go to a break now. And when we're back, we're going to be talking to Natalie from All for United WFC, giving us a lowdown on Mark Skinner's Manchester United team. So join us after the break. Cool. Yeah. Fans, real I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back to When Smoking's Meadow. Time now for the opposition view, and I'm delighted to welcome to the show Natalie from All for United WFC. Natalie, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, I know this was um, a big game for, for both the teams. United now under Mark Skinner, of course. What's the mood like within the club now after what was a difficult period after Casey Stoney left you? Yeah, it's, it's good. It's positive. It's exciting. It's something new. It's fresh. Uh, I think we've uh, recruited in areas that we needed. Still think there's little areas, I'm guessing as well for Chelsea. You guys probably think, you know, you need to fill here. We still think we need to fill up top. But, you know, overall, I'm happy, I'm positive. And that's what it just feels like in the fan base as a new, fresh mood. Yeah, what sort of changes has Skinner made for, like they've noticed so far in the two games? Practically 100%. I think now, I think with Casey, what we had is we knew what we'd play. I think even fans would say, you go into a game, you knew Lee was on the left, Hans was on the right, one was down the middle, 4-3-3. Three, three. I think now with Skinner, you don't know what you're going to get. Um, I think he even started one game with, with Leo on the right, Hanson on the left. And that's something that's that's a bit, you know, different. And I think, you know, we're seeing with Ella Toon as a false nine and, you know, no one expected that. They saw it in pre-season, but they didn't expect to start it. And he's done it two games in a row. And I think he's going to go even something more different for Chelsea. So I think he looks at the opposition, sees their weakness. And that's what he's even said. In it, and then he uh, puts his plan in place. Yeah, I think that leads perfectly to the next question, which is what style and formation will United look to play against Chelsea? Well, I'm not a tactical genius. I leave that to the managers. I leave that to the to the to the people. You know, I know you guys know me or Ericsson. She knows all about that. But listen, I don't know. There's something about fullbacks. I'm hearing a lot about at Chelsea. Attack the fullbacks, draw you inside. Um, I think you sort of saw with with the Arsenal game, and I'm guessing the Skinner will be looking at those three goals, looking at, and I'm not saying we're Barcelona or Arsenal, obviously not, but just look at how those teams went and, you know, how they beat you and sort of maybe try and put a similar plan in place. Like I said, our players aren't up, you know, we're not got a Miedemar or we're not got a Leaky Martins, but, you know, we you'll be asking them to do this and this is how you, you can win. Yeah, I think the, the loss of... Aaron Cuthbert for this game and Jon Anderson, I think, is always going to be huge for us in those areas. Looking at it from a Chelsea point of view, how can we then exploit Manchester United? What are your weaknesses, do you think? I think centrally, maybe. I think, I don't know what he's going to do if he's potentially going, well, you know, Maria, I know we're going to get on to her, but like potentially going at her, going at Zellum. Um, I think our problem as well is. We don't take our chances. So I think if you sort of maybe if we have a little bit of possession and, you know, if we're on top, weather that storm and then then go for it um, and, you know, be clinical. And that's where I think our weakness is sort of when we concede, how are we going to react? Um, 
you know, because I think there was a few shaky bits after the Leicester, the goal. Um, but overall, I'm I'm confident. Going, I'm not confident, but I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. You mentioned um, Ella Toon already. I watched her opening game on Sky. She really impressed in that false nine role. She's one of your key players. Who else should we look out for from your team? Hanson, Hanson, Galton, Alessia Russo. Alessia Russo is coming back. She's got a few minutes versus Leicester. She's got a few minutes versus the under-21 under team. So I think she'll be one to look at. I think one that's been sort of underestimated is... Martha Thomas, she looked good. She scored two goals for Scotland. Um, she scored just before we went off for an international break. And she's got the number nine shirt. She'll be looking to prove herself, you know. And what a game to do it. If she gets a goal versus Chelsea, then, then no one can say, oh, you know, she just come from West Ham. She's not a good striker. So, you know, maybe maybe Martha Thomas, Lessie. Yeah, lots to prove. Um, we've got, obviously, well, you've got, obviously, two former Blues in Hannah Blundell and... Maria Forrest-Dotter in your team. How are they getting on? I know Chelsea fans keep highly of them still. Yeah, Maria's doing really well. She maybe didn't start as well. And I think there's a, there was a big expectation because we sort of let Abby Matt go and she came in. So I think she'd come from Chelsea. There's a big expectation on her. She's finally proving herself, proving herself to be a top centre-back. Um, I know, obviously, Millie got injured the last game and she came on, but it was a big shot sort of even when Millie was starting over her because people thought she did really well versus Reading. Um, and Hannah uh, just looks fantastic for me. Uh, I've always raved about Honor, but it's like if Hannah just builds up her confidence, keeps going the way she's going, keeps attacking, you know, drive forward, um, she's like Honor 2.0 for me. Um, and Honor Backchase, I mean, that's a player to watch. For me, she's she's one of our best fullbacks, one of the best fullbacks in the league for me. Yeah, I remember watching the, the Reading game and thinking that Blundell is a good fullback and we could use one of them in, in our spot. <laughs> it was weird. Um, obviously, she joined as part of the deal that saw Lauren James come to Chelsea. Uh, Chelsea fans haven't had any opportunity to watch her so far. What should we be expecting from her? From Lauren? Um, a lot, a lot. Uh, I always said, well, first time I met her, she's one of the best players I've seen. You know, upcoming players I mean I remember at the time that she was coming through Mason Green was coming through and I was saying you know these are the best players in England set up period men and women these two watch out for them so she can get herself right Lauren get herself fit I don't know the, all the issues but you know I always knew that she can be sort of Ballon d'Or winner because she can just take a ball strike it bang it's in the back of the net and you would not expect it I'm sure you guys remember that goal uh, at Kings Meadow that is what you expect from Lauren James yeah, it's exciting time once she hopefully gets fit very soon. Uh, before I get a prediction from you, I'll give um, Dane and Jane a chance to ask a question they might have on the team. I, know, I think Dane's got a few. Uh, yeah, I've, I've definitely got a few. I, I'm interested in Mark Skinner. You know, you know, I'm a big fan of the NWSL and he went over today with a big reputation. Orlando Pride, he said he was going to one of the biggest clubs in the world, but he did struggle there. You know, he had... Massive players there like Alex Morgan, Martha, Sidney LaRue got him out of a lot of uh, sticky positions and he did leave the club in a bad taste. You know, he preached the big picture and the long-term vision and uh, Man United came calling and he jumped ship straight away, which usually happens with players. So manager's quite surprised because it would have been a big move for him. But I believe that he, you know, he has ambitions 
with NWSL is 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 a bit of a struggling league just because it's the American League. It, it, they're struggling financially, and I think Man United, uh, Manchester United, are going to give him a platform, but he he believed that Orlando Pride couldn't give him. But yeah, it'd be interested to see him. I was just also wondering about. You know, you had two big American players last season in Tobin Heath and Kristen Press, and you never really saw the best of them. Obviously, Tobin Heath was quite injured quite a lot. You saw more of Kristen Press, didn't you? Tobin's now at Arsenal. Did you ever expect that after making two big signings like that, you would have then gone out and maybe made a couple more on that same sort of level? Or do you think maybe you was burnt a little bit by committing to those two and them not performing the way you hoped? I think... Well, when we were in the championship, Lauren James, Alex Greenwood, Siobhan Chamberlain, they, those were big names. And then obviously the first year in the WSL, um, we had um, Jackie Gronin, a big name who came in. So yeah, obviously when we had um, when we had um, Tobin and Kristen, you expect it sort of maybe a big name every year. I think we were a bit burnt by by them. The fact that you know it was one year thing and. Now Tobin's obviously gone to, to Arsenal, uh, still a bit burnt, but I don't know. This is obviously maybe a new way that they're going down. You know, maybe Mark wants different from Casey. I'm sh- I mean, it's pretty well known that the signings that have come in were Casey's signings anyway. Um, so maybe that's sort of Casey showing she's burnt because, you know, the players that we have brought in haven't been set set the work you know there haven't been everyone writing headlines about them but in my opinion Ethan Mannion doing a fantastic job she's a top centre back just talked about Hannah Blundell Martha Thomas going under the radar and I think Bo Risa is kind of one of them top names whereas you know I remember when Jackie came in everyone knew she was a top player because you know she she uh, made it to the semi-final but I do think Vilda Borisa will be you know a top player she was linked to Leon before coming to us I think there was talk that she turned them down I don't know fully but you know I think maybe that's where they're going down the road of a, a bit or maybe there was no one available at the time that they wanted you know I think Champions League if you've got Champions League maybe Tobin would have stayed at United you know is, is that what's uh, stopped us from making the big signings this year? I don't know. To be fair, though, if you're offered Tobin Heath and Kristen Press, you're not going to say no. Uh, and uh, like like across your way at City, you know, they've got Rose Lavelle and uh, Samantha Moores. I think Rose Lavelle's an amazing player, uh, but they didn't really perform. And Alex Morgan at Tottenham, another strange one. So all these players coming over here were at the top of their game. Amazing world-class women's players struggled over here. So it wasn't just obviously the two you had. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And look, if, if City didn't keep their big ones, I suppose mm. it's hard for us to keep ours. I mean, Tobin is, I don't know what, what the situation was, she went to Arsenal, but that hurts a bit. But it is what it is. You just got to move on with it. Yeah, it will hurt more if she scores against you. Um, something that Chelsea sports know all about with former players. Uh, Jane, anything on your mind ahead of this one you want to ask, Natalie? Um, nothing I can think of really, no. No, so Natalie, we'll just get your prediction then. I did watch your YouTube stream for a bit with Mia, and I think she put the scares into you a little bit. Um, are you feeling more confident since that? Uh, I don't think Mia. I don't know. Mia gave me a bit of confidence slash a bit of scares. I don't know. So um, it's hard. I'm, I'm scared anyway because it's a big game, and I think big games you always feel that like sickness in the pit of your stomach just before him um 
No, we had 1-1 at LSV last year. No fans. Hopefully fans make a big difference this year. I mean, God, I'll take a 2-1 Man United. <laughs> but I'll take a 1-1 still, but I will take a 2-1 Man United. Okay, we won't speak about that anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, Natalie, a big thank you for joining us. Where can people find you online and your work if they want to indulge in some Manchester United content? Yeah, so you shout it out our YouTube channel. We do shows every week on there, all for United WFC. So go and check it out on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Check out my personal uh, ramblings about Man United, uh, Natalie underscore 17. And uh, obviously check out the supporters club, M-U-W-S-C. So Man United Women Supporters Club. Yeah, we'll leave all that in the description as well so you can not have to write it down, you can just click on it from there. Um, but yeah, thanks again, Natalie. Uh, join us after another little break and we'll be giving our predictions, which will be totally different from Natalie's, I'm sure. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK, in all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> it's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. See you in a bit. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Welcome back to the third and final part of our Manchester United preview. I'm thankfully still joined by the dream team, Jane and Dane. It's going to get used to saying those names together quickly. Um, it's a bit of a like tongue twister. There's a little bit. And then all three together, I think, is very tricky as well. But I'm not going to mention my own name, uh, which is lucky for me. Um, Dan, I'll ask you first, after hearing from Natalie, has your view on the game changed at all? Are you more confident, less confident? 
I, I think I'm exactly the same. Obviously, you you do get when 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 you when you talk to uh, listen to someone from your position view, you can get sucked into their enthusiasm for their team. Obviously, it's biased, like we are. We're biased to Chelsea. She's biased and rightly so to Manchester United. But obviously, she she, she, she seems confident. She seems like they're in a good position under, under Mark under Mark Skinner. She can see what they're trying to do. And he likes to change it up. I have a different opinion of him by following Orlando Pride, maybe not as much as positive as hers. Uh, I, I still think we, we, we I, I'm hoping for a win, but I will not, as I said earlier, I'm not going to be too displeased if it's a draw. Uh, and I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still confident. Yeah, I think, that, I mean, you've mentioned some, some good players, but I don't think that, you know, Martha Thomas or Ella Tooney yet at the level that you know, Frank Kirby. Sam Kerr from the harder, and that sort of fills me with confidence. And I don't think their defense is that great either. They're, they're yeah. good players, but they're not, as we see last season when they towered off and finished fourth when they was in a good position for a long time. Jane, how about you? Is your view change on this game? Um, I'm still quite confident, really. I think the only worries I've got is how Hannah. I feel like Hannah and Maria are going to come back and haunt us in some way. That is like my only worry of the game. I think that's my only worry with most games. If there's ex-Chelsea players on the team, I just feel like they're going to come back and do something. I think that way at Kings Meadow, I think because it's away, there's less of that. I'm going to prove myself yeah. that I was I should have been playing for you. Obviously, you're going to go to the game, aren't you? It's excited. Have you been up there before? What's it like? Um, No. So last season, before the lockdown, we got to Birmingham. And then was told the game's off. So we didn't actually make it as far as Lee Sports Village. So no, it'll actually be my first time going there. And I'm looking forward to it. Nice early morning as well. Yeah, I know that United are quite a vocal support group. So some work cut out for the, the coach load going up there. So good luck to them and a safe journey. Um, I'm going to predict the team that I think Emma Hayes will play. Not that I would pick just to make that distinction very clear. Uh, and then you can say yes or no, or shut the hell up. 3-4-3, uh, still Berger in goal, Bright, Carter and Ericsson in the back three, Neve Charles and Guru Wrighton as the wing-backs, Sophie Ingle and Lenny Leupold in the field, and Kirby and Harder behind Sam Kerr. Uh, my only questions are, could um, Newen come in and Ericsson go left wing-back and could Jesse Fleming come into midfield? They're the two wings I'm thinking in my head from my own point of view. Dane, what's your thoughts on, on that team and, and your team you would pick? Pretty much the, the same team. I'd like to see Bethany England in there somewhere with three goals in, you know, in the international break. You know, you've always got to play a striker on form. Don't tell me who to leave out. <laughs> Kirby Kerr or Harder. As Jane said earlier, Kerr only travelled to uh, Samantha Kerr only travelled to Ireland, so it's not as if she's going to have any problems with jet lag. I think Harder played the most minutes, but again, she's she's playing at the top of her game at the moment, so you don't really want to 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 rest her. Fran, did she pick up a knock? How is she going to to feel? Again, we talked about Nguyen as well. She hasn't had a lot of minutes for us yet, has she? Uh, not against Arsenal, I think five plus against Everton, but I'm sure she played two ninety minutes for Holland, didn't she? Yeah, she did, and she got a very good assist for, for Miedema, actually. Yeah, I was going to say her assist was very good for that game. So it's brilliant for us, you know, minutes in her legs. Uh, 
that I'm sure Emma is 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 ecstatic about. But yeah, I, I'd go with the same team with you. I'd worry a bit about Nee Charles because you know she can get caught in behind her. And if if Mark Skinner has done his homework and like Natalie said, watched the Arsenal game, he could try and punish us there. But yeah, same team. But I'd like to put Bethany England in there somewhere. But yeah, if if it's maybe if Kirby's got a knock. But Bethany seems to only ever come in for Kerr. So, but yeah, same as you, I think. Yeah, good luck finding the space with them free of fit. <laughs> <laughs> Jane, they mentioned obviously Neve Charles not having the best of days against Arsenal. Could an option there be Jess Carter? And then Newham come into that central mid defensive role? Sorry. Um, I don't know. I think it's tough. Obviously, we've not seen Anique play for us properly yet. Obviously, she's come on a couple of times. Um, but I feel like we're still trying to find our perfect defensive lineup. I don't think Emma's quite got it certain yet. So I think it would be nice to see her start this game or maybe wait till like the Brighton or the Leicester game to maybe start her, just to sort of see how she fits in. Yeah, it's, it's, Emma likes to take her time letting these players in. Dan, did you want to... Yeah, I think... I think uh... Neve Charles has, you know, it's very similar to Hannah Blundell. Her versatility will sometimes go against her. She's a very attacking player and she's been asked to play right wing back to an extent, which is a hard role we're seeing in the men's game. Uh, Callum Hudson-Odoi really struggling with that role and he would prefer to be in the front three. Neve Charles can easily play, you know, in a Kirby hard position and attacking midfield. She's got that potential, but she's out on right wing back. So because she's so versatile, it, you know, it does go against her. But he said, well, listen, if she get, she'll probably think with a, one of the biggest teams in the world like Chelsea, if I can get in that team anywhere, then I'm going to take it. She seems like that, that sort of attitude and that commitment and that sort of that player who would play anywhere if asked. Yeah, and actually Emma has said that she could be as good as Lucy Bronze. So that sort of shows you where she thinks that she's going oh, to be. Oh, OK, fair enough. So I think she's going to be in the team. Let's see... About 11.30 on Sunday morning, uh, maybe a bit later with the Chelsea admin, like to take their time doing their fancy graphics. Um, they don't like to let us know on the on the dot. Uh, score predictions then. I actually think that this is going to be a real statement of intent from Chelsea. I think we're a little bit wounded still. I think some people might be thinking that we're not the force we was. And we're going to come out and we're going to batter Manchester United away from home. <laughs> Uh, and win 3 0. Jane, what's your thoughts? I'm going to go 2-1. Just confirm. And the score of, and the score for the United will either be Hannah or Maria. Just the one goal for United, Jane. <laughs> just the one goal. Yeah, just need to clarify that that is a 2-1 yeah. for Chelsea. Then you're usually a ray of sunshine. What's your prediction? Hmm. I'm, I'm happy to see Hannah Blundell again. Uh, I think she's a perfect squad player. As I said, well, she obviously you've said that Emma wants to go down with Neve Charles down the Lucy Bronze, so she's not going to be as versatile as Hannah Blunder was, or I thought was a good, good squad player for us with great attitude and commitment. I do like their captain, Katie Zellum. I always think she's puts in a good shift. And like Natalie mentioned, Martha Thomas, she's got a good goal scoring and international record. And May United will give her a bigger platform to perform. Having said that, I'm going to say I'm going to say a comfortable 3-1 for Chelsea. 
Sounds very good to me. Better than Natalie's prediction, anyway. Uh, <laughs> that is just going to about wrap us up for this preview. Um, thank you to Natalie for joining us and also to the new dream team, Jane, Dane, and Dean. Uh, it's going to be the start of a fabulous partnership, don't you think? Yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, I'm excited for, for what's to come, Dane. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've already been throwing some ideas in our in our our, our free uh, free team WhatsApp group, and hopefully we'll be able to start acting on them and and showing 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 a good sign of going forward with new ideas and freshness and just yeah. So people keep listening, downloading, and uh, tuning in to see what we've got to say. Very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. If you've got any suggestions on that front, you know, went to mokingsmeadow at gmail.com, Send them in. We'll have to think about them and, and share them between ourselves uh, don't forget we've also got our patreon where you can sign up you can listen to this podcast earlier than anyone else and um, we're also going to be doing some more things on there exclusively for you and we've also got our my daughter the professional series on there exclusively to them uh, i mentioned our free newsletter um, the link for that is in the description uh, discord we've got our discord community we chat during games and in the week just whenever someone sees something they post a message that's good fun. The link for that also in the description. Uh, and we've got a fancy football league where you can win a signed shirt if you win it. Might be a bit late to join, but some people are doing really bad. So pick a good team. You could catch up. It's only been two weeks. Uh, I'll leave the link for that in the description. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Mokies Meadow, Dean at Dean Mears, Jane at Jane Chapel X, and Dane at Dwit9. And we're also on Instagram at Went to Mokies Meadow. Uh, we'll be back with the review of this Manchester United game and a preview of the FA Cup game with Birmingham. But until then, Chelsea fans from Kings Meadow to Wembley, keep that blue flag flying. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.